are we live? And it's dark. There's our three. There's our two. There's our one. Welcome. This is episode 10 of the Option Podcast. I'm Jason DeBillius, and you have asked, and now you receive, because me, I got to give the people, give the people what they want. Lucas Yoder, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Nothing much. How you doing? Thanks for having me on, Jason. <laughs> All right, cool, man. So um, let's start with the easy stuff first. Let's start with the volleyball. Um, see if we can get a zoom in, zoom out um, on that thing on that, so we can get a better shot of him. Because I, I don't I make sure the lighting's good. Let me turn around. That's actually your shot right there. Boom. Nice. Is that good? Yeah. So Lucas, let's start with the um, most recent past. Um, you've been bouncing back and forth, AVP, right, indoor. Tell us a little bit about the indoor stuff. You went to Switzerland? Yeah, I was playing in Switzerland last season, and uh, the level of play there wasn't wasn't what I expected. It was definitely lower than in college, even. Yeah. And my teammates just wasn't wasn't a good fit, honestly, the team that I went to. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity, and it's what I always wanted to pursue yeah. after, after playing in college, but... Uh, my friend Andy Benish also played in uh, Lausanne right after yeah. USC, and he said that he didn't have a fun time and that the level play in Switzerland is not good, so he advised me not to go back. But uh, I just yeah. wanted to give it another shot, and so I played there that season, but it just wasn't wasn't fulfilling, wasn't fun. And then uh, living up in Hermosa Beach this summer, just playing beach up here, I just realized, like, whoa, this is the fun volleyball community. Yeah. Like, this is a blast. Yeah, definitely. Did they make you wear the tight shorts? Or short shorts? You didn't no. do short shorts in Finland? No, no, Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, I played in Germany and I had to wear short shorts. And I had um, I have a picture. They're yellow. They're yeah. yellow with red, with red and white stripes. It's the ugliest freaking thing <laughs> I've you you have ever seen. And they are all about legs. So yeah, yeah and if you were going to stay overseas, probably like Italy would have been more ideal as far as a level of competition and satisfaction. Um, yeah. The money is definitely there. It's mob. It's it's mob money. I'll say it on camera. I, yeah. I said it. It's mob money. So, and the way overseas volleyball works is like every ten years, um, when the gig is up, Russia is the new league with the more money. And then when their gig is up, the mob. Yeah. You know, when they get yeah. when that mob gets taken down, goes back to Italy. So, residually, when I, I played, it was um, Italy and then Germany. Um, not Germany. Um, Russia. And at the time, I think Reed Pretty, Stanley, um, Lloyd Ball were all there getting getting experience, which helped them immensely for that 2008 run yeah um so yeah so Reed pretty got out a little late from from uh indoor to the beach you my man have gotten out early <laughs> yeah yeah i'm definitely not like yeah. for sure done with indoor i still love playing like six on six volleyball like even the manhattan beach six yeah. man tournament just made me realize like wow i love like the team environment but like when yeah. i'm playing on a fun team yeah. Like, so I'm on 12th Street and I'm playing with like local legends, these yeah. guys, and then older UC Irvine indoor players. Yep. And we got yeah. fourth place this year, and it's just like such a blast playing yeah. in like that sort of environment with like Fanoi passing next to you, CBs yeah, on my team. Like, then we got like Swati, who's won the AVP doubles open before, and then like all these local guys like telling me, like, Yoder, just get your feet to the ball. It's <laughs> like demanding greatness out of like good indoor players. Yep. And like they're just, we have like twenty guys on the back line, just heckling and just hammered back there, just like yeah. yelling stuff. Well, there's something nostalgic about Manhattan Sixes and, and fours on Twelfth Street, and, and um, um, but the most intriguing thing I got, it's very, it's dominated by the indoor players. Mm-hmm. Like you, every time you're in a semis or in the finals, it's all you ain't, you're not gonna get very far without. Because middles, to me, is what divides people who are getting their AAA and just the people who are pros. Those are the, the middles. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, you got Chris Austin, right? He's always in the finals with Spider or whatever. He's he's a fucking savage. Nobody likes Chris for some reason. I, I like him. They're like, oh, I can't stand that motherfucker. And I'm like, just, I'm, like just I'm like, just tell him. I'm like, just tell him. Yeah, he's um he gets a lot of um uh, blowback. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I do because... They, it, at all for some reason it all comes to me they think I'm, I'm they think i'm media and i'm really i'm not media i'm just an entertainer i'm not yeah. i'm not i did a little media because when i moved here mm-hmm. i wanted to um coach and do com- commentating to do commentating you got to do media for a year yeah so so i get all that at the same time but i can only go by meeting people face to face you i like you we talked 
I like Lucas around. I don't, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even think you put yourself in a position for people to talk about you. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, which is good, right? Yeah. I guess you know whatever. But yeah, Chris gets a lot of fucking blowback. I don't really? know what that's all about. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, you, um, how many AVPs did you get to this year? Uh, just two. The first one I played in was AVP Manhattan, Manhattan Beach, and qualified for that one. Yep. And then I with who? Rick Cervantes. Okay. From Santa Barbara. Savage. He's so fun. <laughs> yeah, he's a really good player. Yeah. Who else? And then uh, Christian Honer asked me to play in Chicago, and we lost the round to get in. Ah, okay. And I think last year you qualified with Baranek, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, we qualified in her most together. He's a qualifying machine. Yeah. <laughs> right? He may, I think he made the qualifier like five times, well, six times with five different partners. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. So, yeah, you, you're one of those guys too. It's like you're, every time you qualify, you're there. You're there. You're there. You have a winner's mentality, and, and that's what I've always liked about you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're playing the win. So, um, so you're balancing your time. You're not going to make lead lead decision, <laughs> right? I definitely okay. want to try to play the, all the AVP tour stops next summer, though. Good. Yeah. I want to be full time beach player next summer. Any um, partner? Um, Ideally, honestly, Andy Benish. Yeah, I'd probably play with Andy next yeah. summer. We were talking about that a little bit last weekend. We were just playing four man for fun. Yeah, and we were like, dude, we should just split block and like both play like lazy defense. Hell yeah, like, just side out at a high level. Mm-hmm. And the best teams in the world split block. I mean, yeah. you, you might not find them in the United States, but you look at the Latvians, they split block. You yeah. look at um two of the teams from Russia. Um, well, one of the teams from Russia, they split block. Brazil. These ridiculous partner changes. Yeah. Every every chance they get, they're going they're going to be splitting blocks. Six block. nine guys like the defender. Playing. Yeah, yeah. Like, six, I can see Andy being a pretty good defender. Yeah, just because he's like six eight, six nine, and yeah. can sprawl out like covering like twelve feet of ground. One move to the ball is a real yeah. thing, my man. Right. <laughs> yeah. That first that if that first step is big, because yeah. on Pompilio, who was um, Jose Loyola's coach when he played, he's also at P fourteen forty. Um, one of the things he's trying to, uh, and Arturo does this too, he's on your peel on the block, he's always trying to get people to step big yeah. off. Because that, that first step gives you instant speed where if you step small, you would have to build up speed to pursue a ball where that mm-hmm. first step allows you to just slow down. Because I'd rather have fast and slow down mm-hmm. and then go slow. And you're, you're like, it's like the running man, right? <laughs> the wind's going this way, the ball's going this way, and you took two steps and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's still over there. So, um, yeah, I like that. I like that team. I like that team. What side would you play? I play right side. You play right side. Good. It's easier on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I've never really played right side doubles before. Mm-hmm. So I was an outside hitter in college, and then whenever I do play beach, I'll play left side. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed like when it's strand side wind, that I side out really well going back, like back twos or even yeah. like fives. So I'm pretty comfortable hitting on the right side. And then when I play four man, I'm definitely a better right side player yeah. and then when i play on the left side i'll hit out of the middle okay i learned that from like taylor crab and stuff like playing four man with him he plays middle yeah. on both sides mm-hmm. just because so because he has so much range and stuff yeah he's he's got the queen's rest yeah that's what we call it stuff so i started playing middle on the left side and yeah i realized that like cutback is like my uh natural like arm swing mm-hmm. so I, I think i could be a pretty good like natural right side player and you keep a lot of your court vision too right um, coming in on a left like that, you you um, does it feel like on, on uh, peripherally that the court is cut in half, or you see the whole thing? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't played doubles in like two months. He's like, I don't even know what you're asking. <laughs> what are you even asking me no, right I don't know now? What you're asking, but like, I just don't even know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been coaching for 21 years. Been playing for 30, and that okay. was one of the things where I was teaching some of my kids. I was working with um, Earl Schultz. And um, Jake, Jake yeah. Arudia, yeah. um, Jake, Jersey, Jake, wherever you are, you're, you're a dork, but I still like you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, Earl is, and Earl is just chill, man. Yeah, cool. yeah. Earl's the guy you invite over for like board game night. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice so, no, but something I was teaching him like right after you pass, just look across the net. And then after you look across the net, and when you look back at the ball, you're going to see peripherals. You're going to see from here, you're going to see progressions, the block coming, you know, peeling and this and that. And, and uh, use it as a teaching tool to stay locked in so you're not doing, and you'll see TK Cola do this a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I do notice that. <laughs> so, um, so just um, you know, I've been coaching in the summer girls. We got a bunch of girls going to SC. We have um, four four girls committed to SC. Going to play for Dane. Nice. Um, right now, it's a, the smallest group, but it leads the nation in um, commitments per per capita. Nice. So four girls going to SC: two Long Beach State, one um, Arizona, one uh, Grand Canyon University, which is um, um, actually a men. How's them? You ever played that men's team? Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're D two, right? But they no, got a. Or I think they're Division one. Division one. Oh. Conference. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. They're good. We beat them in like five games. I think the one time we played them was junior year, or senior year. So they get they put us about for us. Cool. So here here's a question. Your senior year at SC guys, he's um all American at USC, as I as I already said. Um, how many to your best of your memory? How many of them went to five sets? Um, like you finished 15 and nine. No, um, that was last year. Sorry. Um, the year before, I think it was four, you were one and seven, had to fight like hell to get to 14 and 14 or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like yeah there, you got a lot of sets, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You look at the stats, right? Yeah. And you look at people that played like more sets than him, but you look at hitting attempts. <laughs> He's like right there with people who played more matches. Yeah, yeah. Gertley Show was our setter, and he pretty much only set me like yeah. 80% of the time and Andy Benish the other 20% of the time, which is honestly like really smart. If I was a setter indoors, I would do that too. All the time, yeah. I would just set like the hot hitter and set like yeah. a consistent setter. Like, and you watch high level volleyball, like, I pretty much do that too. Yeah, cool. So, I guess what I'm trying to ask um, when you were in five game situations, were you comfortable? Did you play enough where you're like, we're going to win this? If it's, if it's, or you look at a team, like if it's going to five, we got them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't remember too specifically because my senior year, we were playing with like a really young and experienced opposite. Yeah. So I wasn't too confident in like his abilities or his confidence mm -hmm. per se. And then, uh, yeah, we just had like, and then our second middle blocker was just also kind of shaky. So, I mean, it was definitely always just like, it's up for grabs, but we were, yeah. we were always down to battle in the fifth game no of course and la i think last year they were undefeated at home that act that actually gave them a, a pretty decent one loss record and mm -hmm. it was something crazy that happened at the uc um the u.s the ucla game yeah i was there i saw that <laughs> senior night i saw that i'm gonna blow him up you're gonna be so mad jenny <laughs> newman <laughs> yeah oh my god someone had a he showed me a video yeah he sent me the video of, of what happened the tail end and like micah yeah. in his face and then all of a sudden that dude from canada is there and, and like the uh misery is yeah. everyone everyone is up in his grill yeah Newman's <laughs> not the brightest no the but the, here's the cool thing like i go to hennessy's like three weeks later yeah and who do i see oh you were there really yeah micah <laughs> micah over here yeah and him over there bumping back and forth like it's the fucking Tonight Show. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all put, put people through all that drama. Yeah. Well, <laughs> guess... sit... we, were, you, were you at, you were there. Yeah, I was yeah. sitting in the end zone though. And they were sitting courtside. And actually Weston Carrico was sitting right next to Danny Newman. Yeah. And Weston Carrico was the one that got knocked by Micah. <laughs> and, uh, but then, but then Weston Carrico like decided not to press charges because he knew he could have like ruined Micah's career or something. And yeah. He was just associated with Newman so yeah. he just kind of took the hit for it but I mean if I was Micah I might have done the same thing of course I would have done the same thing yeah stand up for him so yeah, yeah so um all right Jeff Nygaard why does he look like an angry 90s rapper all the time <laughs> I look at that dude and I'm like yo relax you've won you know like you're like, like that gangster rap and yeah. it's like you're a millionaire already yeah fucking smile for yeah. two seconds yeah um is that so I guess my question is this right I have to have a question um is that intensity just is that's just that's just how he's built is that a um a default face what's up yeah so he got the head coaching job uh my junior year so 2016 mm-hmm and then um, he really tried to change the culture of like USC volleyball back to being focused on volleyball and winning, mm -hmm. which I really liked. And he was trying to uh, trying to whip these like freshmen and sophomore kids into shape. And uh, finally, my senior year, he decided that if you're, if, as a freshman, you're not allowed to pledge a fraternity or do rush, do right. like 
okay. uh, pledge of fraternity for the whole first semester. Mm-hmm. It's a really good idea. He made that like a mandatory. Yeah, because that's your non-traditional season, right? Yeah, in the fall. fall. Yeah, yeah. And like I remember, um, I like his mentality of just being like stoic and like strict and serious mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Can you, can, you, first can you pull up a picture of Jeff Nygaard, please? That was uh, we're, that, we're gonna put it on the... That was my mentality too, and my focus at USC. Like I was so grateful for the opportunity to go to um, such a prestigious university where my family played before me, and I was just so like honored and grateful for that opportunity that I wanted to put academics first, but mainly volleyball first, yeah. honestly, like athletics first, and then yeah. and then academics, and then partying, like less than ten percent of my priorities and ten percent of my life yeah so me and andy both were kind of that mentality of like focus on volleyball like uh really try to develop um your skills and your abilities throughout these four years here and mm-hmm. yeah but like we noticed that a lot of like the freshmen not a lot but like some of the freshmen were just kind of like soft and entitled mm-hmm. and they were just complacent that they got on the team yeah and a few of them quit or a few of them just like were just kind of soft and like kind yeah. of wasting the opportunity yeah, I um, I he struck me as an old school guy. Um, talked to I talked to John Mayer. Um, I'm a good friend of John Mayer. I was actually with him at LMU last mm-hmm. year, um, with the women's beach team, and um, he said the most intense partner he's ever played with, um, was um, Jeff Nygaard, the most intense person that was like serious, like all the fucking time, and I like that old school virtue because, in my opinion, um, I I know positive like. John's into this, what do you call us? Growth mindset and just like keeping things positive and this and that. And I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer. That positive mentality does help you win games, but I've never seen that win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that win a chip. Somebody has to go through some shit. <laughs> okay. Someone has to be tested. Someone has to be, um, their metal, their tolerance has to be tested. So when they're in a situation where it's game five, it's 14 up, it feels like a normal day. Yeah. And and it, and if there's nervous energy, that nervous energy works for them instead of against them. Sometimes when you're giddy before a big game, it's like Lucas, how you feel right now? I'm fucking nervous as shit. To some athletes like that, that's that only means they're ready. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where um, that's one of the things I liked about Jeff um, Nigar. But at the same time, he's I've been one of his biggest critics because to me, um, it's a, it was about wins and losses. Like I'm getting new information from you about lurking variables, about freshmen that feel entitled and this guy and that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, how's this guy even still at USC right now? He's got, it is the hotbed for recruiting, right? It yeah. is USC, everyone, at least locally and regionally. And, and, and some, you know, some foreign nations, um, um, you know, you got Tina Gradina who's with the beach team. Yeah. Um, um, my best friend's goddaughter, by the way. Wow. Um, and I'm like, there's no, fucking way you're going to be a head coach for four years mm-hmm. right and you only have one winning season that was the one you had to fight like hell to get yeah. back to 500 only to earn the right to get your head chopped off by by long beach state yeah. and it was something and i'm glad we're having this conversation right now and i guess there's no question i'm just saying i'm glad we're having this conversation because the whole time i'm like that dude he he, he just he just got to give it up to somebody else and but now i'm not thinking like that anymore yeah, I think, you know? I think he's definitely has the right intentions of changing the culture to be, mm-hmm. I don't know John's bra, John's bra too well, but I talked to like yeah. Hagen Smith about how, how he liked him and stuff. And he liked that John's bra was like a pretty, pretty strict, no bullshit guy yeah. of like, really try to develop as a player, mm-hmm. develop as a person through three or four years in college and like don't waste the opportunity. I think Nygaard's trying to kind of emulate that and just be a, like, kind of a stoic yeah strict uh mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's also nice. important to, to to know that's who they are as a person um yeah. i mean that, that that can be connected sometimes like me again i've coached for 20 21 years but only in my 11th year did i learn that my coaching style sometimes was more more through preparation than standing on the sideline walking back and forth and this and that what the best games i've ever coached is when i sat on my brooklyn butt and if there's something that needed to be said, it could wait to the timeout. If there's something that's immediate, I get up, you know, 
hey, you know, this and that. And it was one of those things through preparation. I thought the more that they were looking at me into the net, the more they're looking to me. I wanted, I just wanted total concentration that way. And so my coaching style was different that way. So I think it's just about realizing who you are. And and as you can see in this podcast, I'm many different people. So, so I'm like, okay, that guy's quiet. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Have you seen me at Tower yeah. 12, dude? <laughs> you know, yeah. singing yeah. truffle butter and then yeah. and then piano man. <laughs> it's like one way in this way. So so yeah, I, I, it's good to know. I appreciate that about John Spira. And now I got a better understanding about you know Jeff Nygaard's about. You know, I would I would have loved to have him on the podcast. You know, but it was, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, maybe he doesn't do that. You know. Um. So you had a brother that played in the USC. Uh, my cousin Jack, he was the same age as me, mm-hmm. and we grew up like a street apart from each other in San Clemente. Okay. And we played on every club team growing up together and every high school team growing up together. And he Where'd you grow up? San Clemente. Okay. And we played uh, vol- club volleyball at 949. And, um, Still good. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Our 15th year was the first year that that club was a club. Yeah. And then we won a silver medal 15th year, a bronze... 17th year okay or 16th year maybe and then we finally won gold our senior year in 18s oh uh, that's and, um, storybook stuff yeah yeah so we won every medal as like the first like team to go through that club mm-hmm. and i remember 15th or 17th year our coach was brandon talfaro really legendary setter at ucla and i loved his demeanor as a coach yeah he was really hard and really pretty yeah. like uh pretty like yeah, just kind of like a, kind of like a dick as a coach, and I liked that. Like he would stay very quiet and mm-hmm. like stoic during tournaments, and he would rarely like call timeouts and yell and stuff. But he just expected greatness out of his players. And mm-hmm. like during practice, he wouldn't really coach us on technique ever. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, scrimmage against the step, scrimmage against the team above you guys, and don't make errors, mm-hmm. and then side out if never side never don't side out twice in a row and if we like didn't side out three times in a row then he would like cuss us out mm-hmm. and stuff so you're kind of scared <laughs> and i, I kind of like that about nygaard too like yeah i was kind of scared of him because i respected him so much mm-hmm. and same with talfaro yeah i respect them so much as players and as people that i was scared to not give them 110 percent and not play mm-hmm. my best volleyball mm-hmm. and so like i don't think that's what I was saying about some of those freshmen and stuff that they didn't like respect these coaches and realize that like he's trying to be that person that's kind of like intimidating and yeah. scary from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And that that's, I like that as a coach. Like, I don't need to be fucking yeah. encouraged. And it's something that you hope that the, the younger mm-hmm. classmen understand by the time they're a junior or senior, right? Like you look at, um, I watch a documentary, the New York Giants um, thing. Uh, when the year that they beat the Patriots and the Patriots were undefeated, yeah. Michael Strahan was one of the people narrating or whatever, and he's like, "I hated this man." Like something about Tom Coughlin, because Tom Coughlin's like, if you're like, um, the meeting's at one o'clock, but if you come at twelve, if you come at twelve fifty-six, if you're not five minutes early, you get fined for being late. And he's oh. just like, "I hated this man." He skipped the, the entire camp, uh, preseason camp, because he's going to retire, and he changed his mind. They fined him nine hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> For missing and he's like that was money well spent <laughs> and and at the end now all of a sudden it's a guy you would you would take a bullet for mm-hmm. so that you you hope that when you, some of these guys who are staring hard on these kids and they understand that it's a character builder that they come around and say hey you know what didn't like you in the beginning but i get it now i understand that and that's what i'm hoping optimistic if not hopeful this this new generation which is to me the best generation and the worst at the same time <laughs> Uh, for reasons we, 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 I mean, we got a little time. We could talk, we could definitely yeah. explore that. Um, yeah. So I'll give you an example. Like at least with these guys, they have, their, that's their reputation and you know, it, you know, it coming in. It's like you, anyone that thinks they're going to come in and change that when that person's been like that, you, they deserve what they get. You know what you got, you know, with me coming in, I was new. So for me to be stern was more um, imperative because they don't know me. Who's this guy with a Yankee hat? Oh, he's new. Oh, we could do this. I'm like, okay, then you do that. You know, I'll give you an example. Yeah. First day of uh, uh, beach volleyball. I, I could give a ton of indoor examples, but this is the, the most fun one. Yeah. Um, first day, Duran, who's the program director, gives me the group I call the knuckleheads. Yeah. The knuckleheads are the ones who already got the scholarships. They already got committed. So they got it all figured out. Uh, Miles Evans was coaching. They back talk them, you know, um, um, anyone that was like young, it's like, forget his ass, you know, um, Andrew Dentler, he was with us, um, Oz, Oz Burgess, who you know, yeah. who trains really hard, you know, he's a strict Cubano. Yeah. 
So she gives me that group my first day. Yeah. <laughs> so tell them to shag balls, right? So one girl's uh, walking after a ball and, and everybody else is, you know, jogging it out. And I'm like, I'm like, Georgia, you walking in my practice? So Georgia just looks at me like, and just keeps walking. So I go like this. And I'm like, Presley, come here for a second. Presley is Duran's daughter. Okay. Who, uh, 5'3", youngest person to get a, a volleyball scholarship at 5'3", uh, for a beach at Hawaii. Oh. Um, I'm like, do you know what the plank is? All right. And she's like, oh, it's like this. So she gets me plank like this, right? Yeah. So she tries to get up. I said, don't get up. Don't get up. She says, what? I said, don't get up. Don't get up. I'm like, Serena. Um, that's your name? Plank. Why? There's, there's, there's no why. Plank. You know? Natalie. Plank. You know, I'm just naming names. I'm trying to remember names. Plank. So Georgia tries to get in the plank. I said, not you, them. I said, you shag. When you're done, then they can get up. So now they're in the plank looking at her like this. Mm-hmm. And now all the parents who come to all the practices were like, eh, you know, entitled kids because they, I mean, their parents don't even talk to them like that. And now the kids on the other net, the younger kids in the other net are like this. <laughs> like, okay. And my program director goes, I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my trial run. And I knew how to do that right away. Yeah. You know, an indoor, you know, guys can be dorks too, right? You tell them the pepper and they're just doing this and that. And I'm like, and you tell them, so you just do a, um, a simple bump and set drill. And the first 60 seconds, everyone looks good. And all of a sudden the pass goes tight. Yeah. And all of a sudden this gets doubled. Then he tries you hard and this goes over to now. Now a simple bump set and just, you know, shot um, to position five or six. Um, after 60 seconds looks like a mess. And now I'm like, now you're ready to listen to me. And now the parents who are up there looking down, look at me like, okay, we understand you. So, so yeah, I totally get um, setting, a, setting up an atmosphere where they have to respect the guy who knows what the, who knows what the F he's doing. Yeah. You know, um, who else? Cousin? You got another family yeah. member? Yeah, yeah just thinking about that. Like, that's why my mentality is like how it is. It's because I grew up with a grass volleyball court right next to my house in San Clemente. And I learned from all my oh. other cousins and all my all my older uncles and stuff of like yeah. we played with state ball did your father play too yeah all right yeah he played at usc and then he played on the beach for a little bit see what i'm saying yeah and then was, <laughs> so like i learned yeah i'm a state ball we would literally play with state ball and like when i was like 10 years old 12 years old like they would kick me off the court if i like would shank would shank a couple balls and, stuff. Uh-huh. and then like you just can't take it personally you just gotta like get better yep so like yeah they definitely raised me not to be soft and like I've yeah. definitely learned how to play high-level volleyball from my older cousins. And I think we need more of that because I'll tell you this. You go to Italy, they're yeah. not soft on their kids. You go to Russia. <laughs> yeah. Well, any 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 Eastern European country, Latvia, Serbia, yeah. Mon- you know, in Montenegro, if that's still their name, mm-hmm. uh, Poland. They're not cuddling. They're not cuddling. They're not cuddling their kids. So and and good. Did you grow up in a culture where they didn't allow you to take the court and so you could take care of first hit? Yeah. You know, and that's um me. I got most of my training with the guys from. Um, I'm from New York, mm-hmm. so our best players are an immigration population. A lot of guys from Dominican Republic, Santo oh, Domingo, wow. Mocha. They live out there. Um, I used to play fours in Harlem. That's um, it's free volleyball. It's a state park, Riverbank, Riverbank State Park. Still, still, they still do it now. Yeah. And every now and then, this guy's in from Mocha for the weekend. This guy plays on a national team, and you got tall guys playing on the women's court because they can't pass, because because they can't take care of first hit. They was it was for ball. It was for linemen, not for freshmen, boy. Yeah. And that man and me being the only guy that probably spoke English <laughs> you know we all spoke volleyball but that's how I, that's how I got my grind you know yeah. but very interesting about New York though the Russians and Brighton Beach the um the Polish guys in South Brooklyn they get together they make a club team they're winning adult nationals wow. you know I set for Balmeso for a little bit in 2004-2005 they won they only lost a set they were P-champions for adult nationals 1996 Poland the entire team's Polish uh, 1996 they um they won they won men's open so Wow. Very so talent wise, quantitatively, California is always going to be bigger. But watch out for these crazy Europeans that that, that got this training, you know. Uh, so you, you ever played the Pottstown Rumble? Talked about grass. No, I haven't. Do you want it at some point? Where is it? In Pennsylvania. Last week of June. <laughs> Actually, Eric Baranek and Bill Kalinsky. Eric oh, yeah. got in that last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw and that. um, God, I will share. I wish you had that highlight. You got that highlight. Oh, it's a 
Bill digs his ball and Eric slips and slips. Yeah, he slips and busts his ass. Yes. So there's a whole bunch of people with your last name, and I just I'm just gonna yeah, I want to know. Um, I have a whole bunch of Yodas I want to ask you about. You ever heard of Ashley Yoder? No, I have not. Mixed martial artist. Yes. So when I see her and I see the way she's built. And I see her like she's got this go-getter attitude. She get she got hit with a with a one-two. She ate it, you know. She gets taken down. She's looking for submissions, and I'm like, that's Lucas's. That's Lucas's sister. It has to be. That has to be Lucas's sister. There it is. Ready? Pull it up on the screen. So this and Bill slips and the knuckle. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so i've never seen such an athletic play and then of course the favorite lucas the cutback the crossbody <laughs> that's cool so, yeah. that's, so the cool thing is on a lot of you that comes up so yeah. so the guys yeah. we got a bunch of questions too um who's your the favorite your favorite teammate your four years so hard to pick one. So go with the first one that came to your mind. Probably Benish. Benish. We, we played together since freshman year. We both yeah. started this freshman. Yeah. And uh, he's he has a good demeanor on the court, too. And then it was such a such a privilege to play with Mike and Christensen for two years. That was super fun. He's the best yeah. setter in the world. I think so, too. He's the best setter in the world. The man yeah. does it all. He he jump serves. He blocks. Uh, um, His stack block is good. His swing block is good. His ability to close the hole the outside in, because that's my style of coaching. Most people think the middle have to fill it, but and, um, I'm, I played in Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the outside that filled it. And if you got to give up the goods somewhere in system, you, you really want to do it away from the net, you know, hard line, high line. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, best setter in the world. Does it all. Um, who is the team you look forward to playing the most? Um, I liked playing Stanford a lot, and I love playing UC Irvine. UC yeah. Irvine was like kind of like a personal rival, definitely like still a local rival of USC. Yeah. But who was the lefty that played for them? Saida. Saida. Michael Saida. Ah, you yeah. I remember because you played him on yeah. the beach. I played yeah. Him on the beach, we won that first like NCAA. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, you played with him yeah. against Hagen Smith and uh, Blake. No, who was the other Bantle. guy? Bantle. Yeah, Bantle. Yeah. Cool, man. Those guys in the finals. Nice. So USC. <clears throat> All right. No, so, UC Irvine. UC Irvine. Yeah, I Oops, was you are really USC. good. Yeah. I always played probably like my best matches at in the yeah. Grand Center because mm -hmm. that's where I grew up watching my older cousin Corey play. And like when I was like in 2011 and before then, like my cousin Corey won, I think two national championships at UC Irvine. Nice. And I'll never forget watching like, that was my first exposure to high level indoor men's volleyball is watching cool. that UC Irvine team. And, like, the repeat champs you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Austin set. was coaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. at, yeah. Even before Chris Austin, yeah. it was uh, like Spittle and, but like watching guys like Carson Clark Yeah. and, uh, like Dano. That was a squad, players. dude. <laughs> yeah, and then Ammerman, Ryan Ammerman. Sitting. Yeah. It was like uh, 2009 even when they, I remember them beating like Tony Trelli yep. and stuff like his freshman year. Those were some mm. legendary times. So we, um, NCAA, we've had um, four repeat champions. We had UC Irvine, one, two in a row. We had uh, Loyola Chicago that beat, um, that beat, um, wow, they beat Division Two Lewis, one of those. That was a crazy MIVA finals. Yeah. Um, and Ohio State, yeah, and then uh, most recently, Long Beach State, which I thought is very important for them to get over the hump with Ohio State. I remember one of the sets was forty-two to forty or something like wow. that. No one wanted to give up the goods. So Long Beach wow. State um, earned it. You know, they won. And so, who's our next repeat champion? What does it look like? It's know. so broad, right? Yeah, I haven't <laughs> followed like the college roster, yeah. rosters in mm -hmm. a couple years. I'm not sure at all. I need to throw a name out there. Nice. Cool. What's um what's your favorite uh, spectator sport? Spectator sport. A basketball, football, MMA. For me, I'm in Amer basketball. I love American football Stop and but basketball. College yeah, college basketball football is back. <laughs> yeah, like March Madness is sick and then the NBA is really cool to watch. The NBA is back, dude. Yeah, I think Los yeah. Angeles sports are gonna blow up in these next few years. Yeah. <clears throat> Kawhi Leonard's actually um I have like all-time favorites, but I have um, recency bias. So my recent favorite is Kawhi Leonard. 
So. There's, so, there's so many people who are so arrogant and they bring so little to the table. And this dude is so humble and mm-hmm. just brings so much to the table. And yeah, he, he, he's good. He's, he's a good player. Are you a Lakers guy or Clippers guy? For sure, Lakers guy, but I mean, the, the Clippers are going to be a very entertaining team to watch this year yeah. with Paul George and Kawhi, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be sick. What's up with this whole thing with LeBron James that he's getting all this heat from? I'm, I'm a little late in the house with the news. Can you pull that article up? He's got some yeah, blowback so about... Um, China controversy of how yeah. they were having some preseason games in Hong Kong. Yeah. And that's separate from China, the... People's Republic of China, which right. is communist. Yep. And Hong Kong is not communist. And I guess uh, they're not. China was supposed to like acquire them or colonize them, not until 2024. Right. Not, like, legally allowed to until 2024, but they're they're trying to. Uh, what's the word? What did we do to Puerto Rico? Oh, um, like and, like a Commonwealth? <laughs> no, no, no. You were you. So. It's a territory, like a Chinese, yeah. call it a Chinese territory. Yeah. 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 But... What was his exact quote, um, Miranda, if you saw it? I think he was, too, he was tooling off on what somebody else said that was the highly Rockets, controversial. Rockets, like a manager yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think, look, and everybody's, the, re- the, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because everybody's like, oh, LeBron's uh, selling out and oh, he's worried about money and this and that. And I'm like, he's, he's already rich. Yeah, he has a Nike lifetime deal. He's already rich. What are you talking about? And my and honestly, this quote, and I read it briefly, is not the most controversial thing you'll hear him say that could have cost him money. He's been one of Donald Trump's biggest critics. I actually called him a bum, <laughs> um, which could have hurt his bottom line because, right, Republicans wear sneakers too, uh, <laughs> which is why, which is really why Jordan, you never heard Jordan ever get into politics yeah. because he yeah. had his, you know, he made, he's still, he's still the highest paid NBA player and he's not even playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to me, it was one of those things where I, I think his conscience speaks to him. It's unfiltered and he's trying to, because he knows everybody hangs on his every word. He's trying to be careful what he says. And, yeah. and if he's guilty of that, he's guilty of that. And I think, like I said, um, as you start to do more media, you stay with the AVP. I think you and him are going to make the draw a lot. And I think you go, um, this generation's finally starting to hit some of these top five teams in the mouth. Banesh and um, Roberts did it mm-hmm. to Slick and Allen. So yeah. it's one of those things where I, I hope like you're, you're like you're demeaning your nature. You strike me as a kind of introverted or whatever. Um, I think that something that works for you <laughs> doesn't work against you and that's what i respect about lebron yeah. he's he's not he wasn't thinking about his bottom line he was thinking that you know um what was it about free speech right he says oh, he's basically there. saying you're in another country free our free speech is not you know our free speech is not yeah let's do that one that's on the top he breaks his silence Boom. That's a YouTube video. So I don't, we're not hooked up for sound on that. Um, yeah, so there's something I wanted to say about speech, uh, free speech, Lucas. Free speech, and I just want to remind everybody watching, free speech um, is only protects you from government prosecution. Everyone's like, I could say whatever I want. But no, Lucas, you have a job. Um, you can't just say whatever you want. Your boss is going to fire you. Yeah. Um, if you criticize somebody, someone's allowed to criticize you back because free speech in this country is a double-edged sword. Yeah. With that being said, um, just based on what I know, my, just my first take, um, he's right. He, you can't do whatever. You can't go to another country and say, this is how I am. And and they have their own set of rules. And I think that's what he was trying to say. You, You know, you put yourself and other players at risk, you know? And that's, I think that's all he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. You got no connection. <laughs> you got cut off. She got Speaking cut off. Speaking of free speech, it won't let me look it up. Yeah. I got cut off. Um, here's another fan question. What's, um, what's one or two things fundamentally uh, from your indoor game that's helped you play on the beach? Well, fascinating. Passing for sure. I think yeah. I'm a very strong receiver. Yeah. And just staying in system. Um, yeah, my platform for sure. I'm a decent bump setter and just ball yeah. control in general from, from
from the indoor game has really helped my beach, yeah. beach style. Look at that, Chris Austin joined. What's up, Chris? Steve, Stephen Rochitz joined. Barefoot uh, Juniors joined. Greg Romulus, the guy who played college ball, he played for Crayol, um, who holds the kill for, uh, holds a, still holds a record for most kills in a match, 61. He was 61 for 98 five errors, um, which will never be broken because that was side the side out era, yeah, where yeah. you could just trade side outs all day and whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, what happened was I was still living with my mom, and my mom's like, "It's Sunday, we're going to church. You're not playing." We had a makeup game against a Division three powerhouse called Roger Williams. Um, and I wasn't there. Justin Stack, one of the more respected players in New York, he couldn't make it. Danny Moy, who was like in charge of the Strangers, Asian Nine Man. If you ever seen Chinese Nine Man, he runs New York oh, Strangers. Yeah. So, like, uh, the second, third, and fourth best offensive players on the team, not there. So it's just a setter, Greg, and a shitload of subs. Yeah. <laughs> and they lost. It was made from Sports Illustrated. He went. I went. He lost in four sets. Sixty-one kills. Wow. <laughs> You're like. You're trying to figure out how you can do that. You're like, all right, how many? First of all, how many sets do I need? What's my margin for error? If I had 80 attempts, <laughs> right? Can I get 61 kills? Could I? Could, you know, fuck. You know, and if you and if there's a team that allows you to do that, if you beat them up too easy, that you're not going to get to 61 kills either. And yeah. I mean, at this point, it takes five just to get to 40. Yeah, right. It takes five sets just to get to 40. Right. So you said you're passing. It's one yeah. of the things fundamentally, and I, and I agree with that. I think um, indoor passing like, has to go to a target where you're trying to run a play set, and that's why I love indoor because the play running is still, it's an art and a science, and yeah. it's absolutely beautiful to watch. It's right. fucking glorious. Right. Um, so that's one of the things I think indoor players bring. I, um, I talked to Greg Faulkner, mm-hmm. you know, played for Cal Northridge, oh, yeah. and he said the block because it's one of those things where he's, he's, his, his react attack and his steps um, transition to the beach smoothly, and now it's because he's by himself, he doesn't have to worry about filling the hole or whatever. Um, it allows him to just be more aggressive and yeah. plant on someone and wait on someone, which is why, like people are like, oh my, like indoor players are like, how the hell do you get blocked one on one and you're beating three man blocks indoor? Because they're not running a playset; they're stationary. They're going to show you cross. They're going to jump in something that you're you're doing a lot of four block switches and, and this and that, or uh, or you know, um, just not just the ones and twos. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things that I, I agree. I, I, I said, I talked to you and I was like, outside hitter, he's probably, I bet she's going to say pass. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say pass. Yeah. yeah. Serve too. Some people have really good indoor, Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. KJ, mm-hmm. The, a jump serve that like comes down on you like a ton of bricks when he, he's streaky. So when he's on you, have you ever played against him on the sand? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Chris Austin's partner? Yeah, I, KJ. I've never played against those guys, but they were really fun to watch for yeah. qualifiers and stuff. This His serve to space is sick. Really? It's just, it's almost indoor because it's weird because like you see a lot of people that jump serve on the beach and you're like, okay, I can pass that. I've, yeah. I've seen, I've seen faster serves on a big, on a, you know, with more court to cover with less reaction time. And he brings that indoor serve to outdoor that is just, it's like, it's like every time someone passes, you feel like the sand shakes, <laughs> you know, streaky, you know, those, those kind of servers, they miss a lot. And you've seen them, mm-hmm. that's a type of person. And you've seen that in your volleyball career. Like this guy can miss them all, or he can, if he catches hot, we're in trouble. You yeah, know? for sure. Cool. Have you um, followed beach volleyball at all for um, USC? USC, yeah. Yeah, for the team. women's team. Yeah, for sure. Like Sarah yeah. Hughes was in my grade. Yep. So she was like really cool to watch. She's like the next Misty and May, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. She's a baller and definitely like motivation for yeah. me to like uh, pursue beach volleyball kind of. I've always liked her style. Yeah. I've always, she, she's, she wasn't, um, I'm not talking about attitude. I mean, cause her attitudes are, she's not mean spirit. She's just a cool person. Yeah. She's just a chill person, but her competitive nature. I've always liked her style. And I've always liked that she had time to say hi to everybody. Yeah. You know, she walked by in the summer practice and I'm like, Sarah, come say hi to the kids. You know, for her, there's like, there's always time for that. And I really, and I think because the sport's not as popular as people uh, think it is, they, um, we get, we, we, as players and coaches, we have to, we have to accommodate. Yeah, you know we have to accommodate, and this is what I I'm so glad when some of these guys on their way out just keep going, man. Just mm-hmm. close the door the way behind you. You know, you, I mean, kid wants an autograph. <laughs> you know, he didn't he didn't stop you when you're eating. He stopped you and you're, you're at the players' tent. Just fucking give you. That's why you're there. Give him an autograph. Yes. You know, mixed martial arts. Those guys are extremely careful about like um, 
taking care of the people their, their fans you know mm -hmm. you've seen it come on you're an nba guy you see like the guys leaving and there's a kid that has his hand out you know for a high five and it would mean like anything in the world it would mean the whole world for a kobe or someone like that just to yeah. acknowledge and they just go oh, by and they just go by you know the question yeah. about his favorite spectating sport i'd have to say tennis actually yeah like watching like nadal play and watching federer play and how yeah. they sign they take like five minutes ten minutes after their match yeah to hit those balls out that they signed and stuff. And yeah. they're like, really like, when they're walking through the tunnel and stuff, they'll stop for like a couple minutes. Just yeah. like high five all the kids and like give signatures out on like random stuff. I think that's super cool. I think volleyball collectively can take a bunch of tips from tennis because the format's almost the same. Like mm -hmm. the way FIVB set up, representing your country and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, favorite player, tennis? I love me some Federer. Federer, Federer's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Ambassador, citizen, citizen of the world. Yeah. He goes against an American guy, they're cheering for him. He goes yeah. against he goes against Andy Murray in yeah. Wimbledon. Class act. In Wimbledon and they're cheering for him. Better, and then Djokovic and then Nadal. Yeah. Yeah. Djokovic is, is awesome. Djokovic is like a um Jeff Nygar of tennis. Yeah. Just that serious look all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. I like Nadal. Um Serena is a savage. Serena is the reason um anyone watches women's tennis. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. the, the, I remember this guy from Indian Wells who ran Indian Wells is like, oh, the women should be on their knees thanking the men that 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 or whatever and this and that. And I was like, he clearly, you know, he got in trouble. He got in some hot water for those comments. But I'm like, clearly, you've not seen Serena. Yeah, there, there are people. I have friends in New York that only watch tennis, men's or women's. Serena. Yeah, she's a beast. Yeah, she is. So is. cool. Do you play? No, I, I like to hit it around a little bit. My, my backhand is pretty weak. I definitely yeah. say I have a stronger ping pong game. Okay, cool. So you're, are you good with attachment sports? Like, paddle, like paddle sports? Uh, well, baseball, bats, golf clubs, rackets. <laughs> uh, definitely ping pong is my strongest. And then I've been playing a little pickleball recently. Pickleball is like the fastest yes. growing sport in North America. Yeah, yeah we got them. So, got them north of the pier. I see Really? Them. Yeah, we got courts north of the pier. Um, on the sand. On the sand. That's yeah. paddle tennis. Oh no no that's um, that's yeah might be paddle yeah. tennis. You Pickle, so pickleballs is is on a fourth of a tennis court. Okay. And it's sick. It's like, I'm, your your twitch played, reaction has to be. Yeah, the first time I played, I lost to this like 70, 75 year old guy wearing two knee braces. He's basically immobile, <laughs> and he just worked me. And I was taking like five or six steps to his every one step. He just read me like a book. <laughs> Everybody's like, Lucas, like, you're all right. You're like, I was I'm humbled. fine. Yeah, I was real quick. So I was like, dude, I need to get better at this sport because I'm so competitive. So yeah. like, my mom loves playing that that game. Pickleball's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, I've um, Geraldine Poon, one of my friends. Um, she can't really move around for volleyball anymore. She's like, I got mm -hmm. into pickleball, and I'm like. I'm like, you just made that up, right? That's just a mess. I made up name. I said, what? what? You, so you could sound like an athlete. That's what is that? Well, I don't even know what the fuck. What? What? But then I saw it and, and I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Doubles cool, is man. fun. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, cool, dude. So, so yeah. So, um, pickleball is a spect uh, uh, sport you like to play. That's what you, uh, no, you said ping pong. Yeah. Ping pong. That's your thing. Yeah. Cool. So which sport do you suck at besides pickleball? You're like, I don't suck. I just got worried about something that was good. <laughs> He's like, I don't suck at any Yeah, sport. I'm bad at pickleball for sure. Yeah. Mine is um, golf. I'm bad at golf for sure. Yeah. My whole family is, they all swing <laughs> and they're all good, man. Really? Um, Kelly, also tennis. She was a top 50 player, juniors Whoa. player. So she was, I think she was more tennis before she met me. We've been together eight years and now. She plays more. She plays more than I do right now. I'm supposed to be the volleyball guy, the 30 year player. She's she's probably playing after work, and I'm I'm <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to play. Yeah, I pride I myself on in high school and stuff, and growing up, just being as like as diverse as possible and playing as many sports as possible. So I love like just to try to be coordinated and like yeah. like first try being able to juggle a soccer ball a hundred times, two hundred times maybe, and then like I love I grew up right next to the beach, so I love surfing, skinboarding, yeah. uh, swimming in the ocean and stuff. So you're more of an ocean guy than a pool guy. Um, I used to play water polo. I was okay. pretty. I was a pretty good uh, goalie, just because I have such a long wingspan and stuff, and I could read. When yeah. They were what is your wingspan? My wingspan. I've mm. never honestly measured it, but like. Miranda gets a tape measure. It's probably like six <laughs> five. I think it's a little yeah. bigger than mine. Mine's actually six eight. I'm six what? one. I'm six one. No way. Yeah, I'm a walking group hug. It's eighty inches. 
Six eight. That's yeah. gnarly. See, see where it starts. Actually, I'm on the TV screen right now, and I pretty much lost an arm. Right, <laughs> you Whoa. look behind you on the screen. I pretty much. <laughs> come on, all wow. come on, Ollie, all of you. As we say in Brooklyn, Ollie is come on, come on, give me a hug, <laughs> give me a hug. Yeah, it's one of the things that made me a good blocker. I'm a, I'm a setter. Yeah, I was an outside hitter in Germany, but converted into a setter because I was able to just have the hitter just see the top of the tape, and then I yeah. was uh, I was able to just get quick hands up. And, and hands down. In fact, we geared our defense around it because everybody will bump in. So, and, and Paul Lamb, I'm 6'1. Everyone's going to be like, yo, you got to go at him. Got to go at him. And, and that was our trap. But that was our mouse trap. Go at me. I'm going to, you're not going to see me until, until, until you're already halfway in your swing. And, <laughs> I, and, now, and now you're fucked. Yeah. So, that was one of the things that, um, that I did well. Yeah. yeah. I ran into Jeff's, um, a guy named Mario Trebich. He was a coach from the Netherlands. And he looked at me and he says, you're 6'1", you're left-handed. What's your wingspan? I said, I don't know. He measured it. It's 80 inches. He said, set. Forget about outside hitting. Yeah. As a left hitter, I hit left side because it's just easy on my shoulder. Yeah. Um, you, you swing through, you know, um, instead of like opening up and all that. So, um, yeah, then I ended up coaching his, his son. I was coaching Hunter High School and his, the, that Olympic coach, Barcelona, by the way, they won the silver. They lost to Brazil and then, and then beat the Italians. They won the gold. His name is Mario Trebich. Okay. And I met him when I was in Germany. I was doing an end around with the military, uh, uh, um, this this hush-hush mission with the Italian army and the, the American army. So, And it's small world. It's a small world. I ended up coaching his son at Hunter High School in New York. He, he, yeah. And um, that's pretty cool, dude. So um, most exciting team you went against on the beach? Most exciting team? You, most team you were up for. I have a good. I have a really good match watching you play Burek and Satterfield. That was my most. I watched a bunch, a bunch of your matches because I'm I'm up till two in the morning every night because yeah. I can't sleep. I'm still on night owl. Yeah. So I just sometimes I just watch matches. Yeah. Um. So, so most exciting venue for you? Let's venue. start there. Probably Manhattan Beach this year. Yeah. yeah. I love playing and I've only qualified for tournaments in California. Okay. Yeah. And like so, I love like your superpowers. <laughs> Qualified in California for sure. Oh my San god! San Francisco last year was pretty fun. You go to you go to Chicago. They're like, you have no powers here, Gandalf the Gray. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I think I'm. Yeah, I need like the home court advantage or something, or like the deep sand. So yeah, now living in Hermosa Beach, like I'm looking forward to next summer because um, like it's a hotbed of just players and stuff. But I don't I don't train at all in the off season. So maybe in like February or March, I'll try right. to get into that like 1440 training squad. Hell yeah. Or just uh, yeah. play with my friends. Good coaching. Stuff. Free KMS, KMS are free coaching and capable coaches. Like I, I've met Arturo, good coach. Pompeo, one of the best beach coaches I ever met. Really? Like I've been coaching for 21 years. He's been coaching beach for 30. I have this, this mix of indoor and beach, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, let's call it, let's call it um, 15 and six. Okay. You know, 15 years, six here. He has 30 on the beach. Wow. Think of how many times the fucking rules have changed <laughs> in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. That's when people were allowed to block a serve indoor, okay? You watch the 84 Olympics, watch play three in a gold medal match. Craig Buck, touch blocks a serve, and then they covered, and I'm like, he can't fucking do that. Yeah. What? He Did he just do it? He just did that. Now I think you're allowed to attack a serve. You can't block it. But no one, like, floats or No, no one's going to do it. Like, it. Exactly, yeah. Assuming. All right, so Barefoot Juniors has a question. Lucas, if you had to form an indoor team with Jason D playing, I guess that's me. <laughs> Uh, where would you put him position-wise? Yeah, cool. See, so they're trying to they're yeah. trying to trap me. You got He's like on the bench where he belongs. Yeah, <laughs> a good dish for sure. Yeah, I got I got fast indoor. I have um the cool thing that transitioned for me because I I only got to play beach late. I got I got into it way too late. I'm 50 next year, mm -hmm. so I'm 49 now, but um 50 in July. And I played the Manhattan Beach Open three years ago because I wanted to play one time before I got too old. But yeah. the one thing that, that were easy, I just kept my fast release. There was no spin. The yeah. referees are more forgiving with spin if you don't take it in yeah. and out. Yeah. I had um, the ref Carson on my, on my podcast. And he says, we tend to call the rotation if someone does this and this. For sure. It has to be immaculate. But high release, this and that, they allowed forward spin because forward is, is – both hands. It's not in one hand and not the other. Yeah. You know, and something you need to know um, that you probably already know, doubles, most referees call a double how it comes in, where a lot of the beach people think how it, just how it comes out. 
Oh. Carry is how it comes out. Double yeah. is how it comes in. Yeah. Watch any FIVB game. They blow the whistle right after he sets. They don't wait for it to come out and then watch. So, and I was like, wow, it's a fast whistle. And, that's, and he just educated me that that's something. He spoke for himself because you can't, you can't speak for all refs. Some of them are just Nazis and some mm-hmm. of them are, are, are not. Um, cool. You got to laugh out of that one. Uh, Barefoot Juniors. Favorite actor or first actor that comes to your mind? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell? <laughs> yeah, he actually spoke at our uh, graduation. He's a Trojan too, right? Yeah, he to he's a man of choice. Yeah, All right. He's a hilarious actor. Cool, man. So that's Will Ferrell. Yeah, I, Denzel Washington, I guess for me. I saw him in The Hurricane, um, about Ruben, the movie about Ruben Hurricane Carter. Have you seen the movie Flight? Yeah. I love that movie. Holy sugar. Yeah, Can't I've man. seen I go back as far as glory. When he's in the Civil War, dude, man, it was yeah. Brant, um, Morgan Freeman, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah, I like him. So, so you, got, I assume you got a favorite Will Ferrell movie. Is it old school? Uh, old school is good, but I, <laughs> I'd honestly say either like uh, Zoolander. He's, yeah, he's Mugatu. Zoolander. <laughs> yes. Or uh, look at Miranda. Miranda, you got to zoom in on you on that one. <laughs> Zoolander or uh, like Kicking and Screaming is a classic. That, like, yeah, people overlook too. And then, um, I like Talladega Nights. He's pretty funny. Talladega I was just going to say that too. Yeah. And then there's one other one. Yeah. I, I yeah, all of his movies are solid. I think you're going to see a satirical curve with him. Like he's been doing old school and these funny things where he's over the top. And I think a lot of actors have to do that to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to see satirical curves. Like he did a George Bush thing yeah. like he, where he was George Bush for an hour on HBO. <laughs> and I think because of the money he made. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Did you yeah, see it? That's funny. No, I haven't. If I can talk. Uh, I, I tried to just give you the DVD. <laughs> George, I was called I am George Bush or something like that. And, he, and for 45 minutes, he basically, it was in, in George Bush character. Yeah. And just talked about, yeah, he's got a big par, pair of balls between his legs, dude. Um, so favorite female actor. Listen, we could think sexy. We ain't, we ain't got to just say Meryl Streep and respect the art. Whatever happened to hot? Yeah, actually. Um, I tried to think movies. Um, maybe. You see John how we're missing them? John a blank. Yeah, okay. Um, let me think, though, like. Not and like no one big name. I'm trying to think like Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, like a good leading actress. Yeah. They're just not they don't write scripts for that's a tough question actresses. because they don't really write scripts for for yeah. um powerful women female leads. Men, we could we could roll off a half a dozen now. Yeah. Um yeah. I I threw it to you. I threw it to you because I, I, I saw wanted the movie to be Hustlers though, like a week ago, two weeks ago, and that's like all yeah. about like women women empowerment. Yeah. Well, me, me, I have to go far back is like Charlize Theron, like monster. Yeah. Um, Halle Berry, I'm just, I, I just qualify myself from being objective. She's just, she's my perfect woman. <laughs> I actually married someone. I'm, 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 um, I was married like in 2000 or whatever. I actually married someone that looked like her and that, that didn't work. <laughs> that's, that's just, I'm just a fucking idiot, dude. I married someone that looked like her. She had like Cameron Diaz's hair st- uh, uh, style, yeah. but Halle Berry's dark color, her complexion, Cameron Diaz's smile. So it was like this, this girl's like this gene splice between Cameron Diaz and whatever. So you got to know that com- that she gets, she's cray cray. Yeah. So because no, you're like, wait a second, she's single. I like Cameron and Diaz. she's smiling at me. Yeah, Cameron Diaz <laughs> might be like a top three. Yeah. Actress. Yeah, and she does. She's over another versatile, like like Will Ferrell. I think another versatile actress that kind of does this and that to make her money, um, so she could do her thing. Oh, and Ben Stiller's wife. I don't yeah. know her name, but she like acts with him in Zoolander. She's in like a few other ones with Ben Stiller. A uh, Dodgeball. Yeah, she's in Dodgeball too. That chick. No, hers is like. Oh, from a. Uh... Brady Bunch? It's been, no, no, no. It's actually Ben one. Stiller's wife in real life. Shit. But it, yeah, she's like his. Mm. I think Dodgeball's one of my favorite movies too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We got, yeah, we got it. Any um, uh, the rare occasion that we actually we actually have time to watch television because I I, I get 
a bunch of TVs in this room, but mm -hmm. if you were a betting man, they would all be sports. <laughs> um, right? Yeah, it's like when the Olympics come, I got this court here, this here. I, I take like a picture. I'm watching yeah. all three at the same time. Um, any particular favorite TV show? Um, South Park. South Park's probably a favorite. From like high school. Fuck you laughing. Yeah. I think and I think I speak for Miranda on this. When you're deep in studying, you're you're playing and you're watching you're living in the video room like a hermit. Because yeah. I'm sure um, USC, that wasn't just a coach's thing. My guess is that was a player's thing, too. Um, you limit yourself to maybe four programs a week, you know? Yeah, know. And not because Binge TV's bad, but because it's good. And you're like, I can't have another fucking show yeah, <laughs> that I have to catch up. Like yeah. Bad or, no. Uh, Prison Break or... Yeah, you can't because you'll be addicted. Game of Thrones. I never watched yeah. those series. I, I don't like to conform to what no. my society does, honestly. Well, so. the good thing about miniseries... Uh, is that you watch it and you're done. You don't have to follow it. That's like why game, I like movies. Yeah. It's two hours. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones, 10 episodes, and then you're done for the rest of the year. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, Walking Dead, I think you have a different writer in this and that. Sometimes yeah. I don't love it and sometimes I do. Um, but if I had to pick a show that's not sports, I have to think really fucking hard. Really? Like I look at look at my DVR. It's I have inside the NFL. I got I got yeah, this. I, I got a Minnesota um, played Wisconsin women's volleyball. I DVR that. I, I'm, I'm three yeah. days ago. I haven't watched that yet. You know? I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. Me and Andy Benish both. It's like when we were talking on yeah. Friday and stuff about like playing together next year. Mm -hmm. He was talking about like Mole and Sorum. Yeah. They have their YouTube channel Beach Volley Vikings, and he yep. was telling me. He's like, dude, I probably watched like 150 hours yeah. of them playing. Did you see their top 10 plays? They, they did their top 10. Uh, Mullen, just them, just them. The Mullins are on top 10 plays. They're really cool. That's, no, but I bet that's yeah, go on their wall and you'll see it. Okay. I um, I actually messaged him. I said, come see me. You want someone to actually um, call the highlights on the top 10? Yeah. I know a guy. Me, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, that's one of the reasons I moved here. I I think I'm blessed and cursed with the gift of gap. I can... I. You know, we're we're already an hour in, and you might want to get the fuck out of here at some point. No, you know, cool. but um, it's one of those other home games. Oh, yeah. Um, it was Mike Dodd, Tim Hov, uh, Travis Muirwitter, yeah. who you know writes for Volleyball Magazine, Rob Espero, yeah. who's like this, and the Rob five of us. So they call us the Fab Five okay. because like color commentary and like play-by-play -play guys. Most of the time, you need two people. And they bounce off of each other, but there's a handful of people that that can that are that can do it all. And and I was so glad they gave me the opportunity. I plowed through it with a tank, you know. So I told I told I messaged them. I said, "Hey, do your top ten, and I will fuck I will blow it the fuck up." You made one of my top tens. Really? So you're on YouTube, so when you get a chance, uh, look up our internet's dead. We we usually use that. We have a fourth camera set up to this, so the fans uh -huh. so the fans can see it. So yeah. we can't do it now. Um, but top ten plays of Hermosa Beach last year. Okay. You were playing Burek and Satterfield and yeah. there and I was a Hagen Smith? That was with Eric Baranek. Eric Baranek. Yeah. So there was a ball Eric dug and it went over and out oh, yeah, off yeah. the court and you came back and brought it in and yeah. they're just like, Hey, wait a minute. And then Satterfield just tried to hit one and you just kinda like clamped him and they had this little discussion with the ref and I was like I think that made like five on my top ten and I'm like I was like, Is was that play legal? You guys decide. And everybody's <laughs> like legal. Yeah, legal. Shit. Legal. Yes, yeah, I brought it back outside the entire. You did, yeah. you did, and, and it was crazy. I mean, I probably would have made higher on the list if Eric, like, like the way you brought it back. I thought Eric was gonna crack it. I thought Eric should just fuck it. It was, it was five feet off, but Eric's got a good like elbow yeah. back, elbow forward, just, just just pop pop, you know. Um, yeah, good for him this year. Great year for him, huh? I know. Yeah, Seriously. finally, yeah. And you know what I like about Eric? When I want to ask in the podcast, he's like, when? Just tell me when and where. He's fucking cool. Eric is, I, um, uh, I consider a friend. I have yeah. less levels to friends. Like Greg is, Greg is my brother from another mother. Um, yeah. You got Rob McLean, who played yeah. with Rob DiAurora. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's from New York. So, um, and I think she knows him. <laughs> you can zoom in on you. We got to do this. Everybody want to try to yeah, get with me. Beach volleyball um, community is yeah. South, it's an awesome thing. It's such it a is. privilege yeah. uh, to live here and like just around yeah. all those guys yeah yeah fun. well shoot it's an action it's a privilege actually to have you on the show right now and and um and i'm glad i i came i usually have 
questions and subject matter that we can delve in it. So if there's some of the questions you're just like, okay, I don't know, <laughs> um, that's my fault. But it was one of the things I was just because you're you're um, introverted and I'm labeling you, and for that I apologize. Um, it's one of those things where if I felt like if I just started with volleyball and then worked worked from there, you, yeah. you know, people get to see a fun side of you. You're fun. You're a fucking fun dude. <laughs> you <laughs> really are, dude. Because when everyone said I, um, when I told people you were going to be in the podcast, they're like. You, uh, Lucas Yoder. And I'm like, yes. Uh, yeah. Lucas yeah. Yoder. <laughs> what are you trying to say? The guy don't talk? He talks. He speaks whole sentences. He, he's got a, a he's got a college degree. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of stay off the grid. Like, I don't have social yeah. media. I don't have Instagram or Facebook mm -hmm. or anything. So, like, comedically, what's one of the funniest things you've seen on YouTube? Funniest things? Like Chappelle or just... Um, um, I used to love Chris Rock clips. I would just watch when I wanted to fucking feel better. Yeah. Oh my God. He's like, Chris Rock would be like, he's like, he said, fat people could tease skinny people all they want. Fuck that skinny bitch, you bulimic. I hope you choke on a crouton. He says, but skinny girls can't tease fat girls. That's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Does she, <laughs> does she freebase gravy? Look at these fat bitches. So, <laughs> so Chris is like he, he's one of those guys who get to speak off the cuff and not be I don't in hot watch water. Much comedy. No. <clears throat> comedy stuff. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why? <laughs> why would you ask yeah, that? I need to lighten up, I guess. No, it's all right. <laughs> Listen, it takes fifty what is it like seventeen muscles to smile, fifty-three to frown or something like that. So don't, yeah, don't make sure you don't frown too much. You look like one of those old Romanian people. You ever, you ever see like older people where, yeah, they're not mad. Yeah, just yeah, that's just how their face looks. <laughs> and after a while, all of them start to look alike. Like you, you look at old films or like and who's the guy Ian McKellen, right? Him and Patrick Stewart, their face starts to look alike. Um, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are, are you guys brothers? No, they're just fucking old. Yeah, and frowning yeah world. 90s rappers <laughs> you know uh, oh man yeah. shit i guess that's all i got you got anything for miranda <laughs> do you talk i put a microphone by you sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right so Covered a lot. lucas hey absolute pleasure man thanks for coming through thanks thanks for chatting with me at some point i'll, I'll come this thing takes off a little bit i come a little bit more prepared because i like to get two guests in maybe yeah. you like jeff samuels uh text for me sometimes so there's a there's usually it's a volleyball person like her or jeff and we just go back and forth like doug namashento we had fun eric baranica had on with troy field oh yeah so and those two are like thick as these so you can imagine the two of them together that's, <laughs> that's like good entertainment yeah. value right there cool but hey but but for now <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is Lucas Yoder, and for Miranda, I'm Jason DeBeas. Thank you guys so much for joining me. We're out. Nice. We, we were in an hour seven, bro.